Live from the mist and shrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to the world famous Mountaintop Podcast. And now, here's your host, Scott McKay. All right, gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of the world famous Mountaintop Podcast. My name is Scott McKay at Scott McKay on Twitter, real Scott McKay on Instagram, Scott McKay on YouTube. You can find us on the web at www.mountaintoppodcast.com. And of course, please do join the Facebook group, which is called Mountaintop Summit. Today, we're going to have a fun, interesting show. My guest is a new friend of mine. She's very easygoing and a lot of fun. And she's the author of a book called Single That, Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of the Single Woman. So we're going to get to sort of be flies on the wall today and get inside the mind of a single woman and find out what's really going on there, as opposed to what we think might be going on there. Sounds like fun, and it's going to be fun. So with that... Here's my guest. Her name is Akamia Deadweiler. Akamia, how are you doing? I'm great, Scott. How are you? Yeah, well, it's good to have you on the show. I have to tell you, I was introduced to you and the title of your book, and I said, man, that is going to be a show where the content writes itself. <laughs> you know, it's like I one bet. of those comedy movies where all the characters are completely opposite from each other, so you know it can't not be funny. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you, I'm very pleased that you wrote that book. I just found out in visiting with you before we got rolling here that you wrote the book for women. But actually, I think guys could have as much to gain from a book like that as women, don't you think? I agree. I agree. And I wrote it with women in mind, but also I think it would be great for the enlightened male is what I like to say. Um, Any man who's open to, you know, venturing into the other side and, you know, likes to look at themselves and maybe address their own um, judgments and viewpoints. So anyone that's open, any man that's open and enlightened, I would definitely think they could get something from it. Yeah, and what I like about you and your approach is you're not beating us over the head with it. You're not saying, hey, look, all you stupid guys out there, here's how women really are. Get with the program, you know, figure it out. You come from a very respectful mindset, and uh, I really am finding that very refreshing because I think a lot of times when guys see what women have to say about single women relative to not only being single, but the guys they're dating, a lot of times there's some anger and there's some frustration and mm -hmm. even bitterness there. And we kind of feel like that's weaponized against us as guys. Mm -hmm. And in your situation, I really think you're trying to help more people, frankly, get together and find love together. Yeah, absolutely. And I made it a point to not beat guys over the head or be very accusatory because that would go against you know, my whole point in my book, which is about making generalizations and assumptions about women. And if I turned around and did that to men and generalized men and said, oh, you're all this and you're all the same and you all do this, you know, and was kind of beating you over the head, as you said, then that would contradict what I'm asking you to stop doing with women. So I definitely made it a point not to do that. Yeah, what a concept, right? I mean, I think there's some <laughs> wisdom there that a lot of other authors, frankly, could learn from. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the title of the book is Single That, with an exclamation point. How did you come up with that title? What's behind the title is I went through these top 10 myths that I 
frequently experienced or saw um, being applied to single women. And so each chapter tackles what single does not mean. So it'll say like single, that does not mean lonely, single, that does not mean desperate. So I just shortened it to single that. And, you know, each chapter kind of starts with that same same uh, perception. It doesn't say specifically single that, but it's telling you what single does not mean. And each chapter is starts with that does not mean this, that does not mean that. So that's where the title came from, something not, uh, that was short and memorable, but conveyed um, what the rest of the book would be about. Got it. Crystal clear. So as I was kind of half joking with you before we got started, I did not go look at the table of contents of your book because I wanted the thrill of being surprised by what your list of 10 items is. Mm -hmm. And of course, having done what I've done for so many years, I figured the conversation is going to flow no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what I propose, Akamia. I want to go ahead and hit you with a few of these from a guy's perspective. Uh-oh. Here's what a guy may be thinking, <laughs> and I want you to dispel the hell out of it. Okay, let's do it. Or, you know, if I'm right, voila, let's talk about it that way too. But a lot of times a guy will see, for example, a single woman and go, well, you know what? She must just be absolutely incorrigible. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's attractive. She looks good. She mm-hmm. seems friendly. but. Once you get to know her, she must just be incredibly irritating <laughs> or incredibly selfish or, well, batshit crazy, right? <laughs> or in some other way, broken to the point where guys get to know her and go, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right or wrong? Yeah. Yeah. You actually just nailed a bunch of the myths that I'm aiming to discourage because that is, I think, a common assumption when you see a woman who is single and especially if you find her attractive and maybe if she's been single for a little while or is, you know, no longer in her 20s, you start to make these negative assumptions because you look at her and you figure like, well, there has to be some reason she's single. She's she's gorgeous or, you know, she seems funny and she has her, has her stuff together. You know, why is she single? So you try to come up with these reasons in your mind as to why, you know, why she's alone or why no man has, you know, married her or, you know, claimed her, so to speak. So I do think your mind conjures these perceptions, which is the most unfortunate part to me is because you really don't give the woman a fair chance and you don't really get to know her because you've already decided that there is something wrong with her. So you're definitely on point with those assumptions you just named. Yeah. In other words, a guy is basically waiting for the shoe to drop here. <laughs> Something's got to be wrong. There's these goods have to be damaged somehow or else she wouldn't still be single. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Kamiya, I'm not sure that's gender specific. I talk to a lot of guys who are 40, 45, and they've just not managed to get married yet. Maybe they didn't want to get married yet. Uh, they're still looking forward to having kids. And yet they go out on a date with a woman mm-hmm. and she's like, well, how come you're 40 years old and never been married before? What's wrong with you? Yikes. Are you some kind of player? Or are you secretly gay? What's the deal? <laughs> What's going on? There's got to be something wrong yeah. with you. So this kind of, you know, it's it's kind of a human condition, isn't it? Not necessarily mm-hmm. men 
falsely judging women, right? Yeah, I would agree that it is a human condition and it's not specific to women. I do believe that it is more prevalent when it comes to women just because of um, just societal views and gender roles throughout history. You know, if you see a single man, it's assumed that he's a bachelor, he's having fun, he's living his life, he doesn't want to be tied down. But if you see a single woman, the assumption is that she's not single by choice, you know, that she's not having fun and that, you know, she is somehow... Um, negatively impacted by being single. So I think there is the misconception that a lot of men are single by choice, especially if you're in your 40s still and you're not considered older, you know, closer to 60s or something like that, because 40 is still relatively young. So if you see a man that age and he's single, you assume it's by choice. And, you know, like I said, he's having a good time. But a woman, it's, ooh, what's what's wrong with you? Why are, Why are you single? Yeah, women tend to get hit with the spinster label. Exactly. Insidious (laughs) like that. And yet nowadays, Akamia, it could be, hey, you know what? She just is a little pickier for good Mm -hmm. reason. And she's been in a situation where she's met a lot of guys who just didn't meet her standards. Mm -hmm. And maybe the standards aren't even outrageously unreasonable. It's Mm -hmm. just that because of her career or her location, Uh, Maybe she lives out in the boonies, you know, (laughs) she just hasn't been able to meet the guy who is her one and only forever. Or, of course, there are women who are very into their careers. And the next thing you know, they wake up and they're 35 and Mm -hmm. the family thing hasn't happened yet. Yeah, absolutely. And the standards thing, I'm glad you brought that up because I do think at a certain point it's you're presented as a woman as though your standards are too high or that you are too picky or maybe you should lower your standards a bit, which is always interesting to me because I don't feel like I just feel like that's odd to tell someone that you need to lower your standards. You know, like, how does that sound? I think where you're deserving and worthy of whatever it is that you want, especially if you offer those things in return. So for someone to tell you that you need to lower your standards, that just doesn't sit well with me. And I've had that's a common misconception as well. I've seen just the other day, you know, a Facebook friend posted something about how people are single because their expectations are unrealistic. And that's one of the things I'm really trying to get at is to stop labeling people and especially women by their relationship status. There are people in relationships. There are people who are married with unrealistic expectations and you expect things of partners that they've never demonstrated that they have the capacity to offer. So these things that we like to label and use as to why people are single aren't specific to that relationship status. And that's the biggest point that I I like to drive home. Yeah. And I think that's very intuitive. There are people who are married who have unreasonable expectations. (laughs) Exactly. Just because you finally get someone in your life and you manage to walk down the aisle with them and (laughs) trade vows doesn't mean anything's changed. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, You know, at the same time, I like to think of it in terms of finding someone who's perfectly imperfect. In Mm -hmm. other words, there's someone who matches well with you. Their flaws may be something you actually prefer, like, or even Mm -hmm. respect, whereas other people may not. Um, I know Emily and I are both imperfect human beings, but I just adore her the way she is. And Mm -hmm. I believe to some extent, I uniquely do that. Mm -hmm. Their flaws are your flaws aren't um, an issue or as big of an issue as they would be for other people. It's all about what works well with you. You know, I may not 
deal well with someone who is late all the time, but for someone else that may not bother them, you know, or someone who is forgetful, you know, that may be a big thing for some people. And for me, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but the biggest one, like a real life um, example is, you know, someone that maybe doesn't have a lot of time. Um, for some people, that's a deal breaker and it's something that they can't really deal with in a relationship. But for me, it doesn't bother me because I'm also ambitious. So I appreciate, you know, someone who ha- needs a lot of time for their ventures and their business and whatever else they have going on. I don't feel like you have to devote all of your time to me because, like I said, I'm also ambitious, so I get it. But for someone else, that may be an issue. So it's all about what works best for you and what flaws you can deal with. And they may not always be the same from one person to the next. Okay, so hold on a second. Sure. We have a single woman and she's just really super busy. (laughs) She's got her life filled with, well, all sorts of stuff, career. Maybe she's a single mom and has kids to raise, Mm -hmm. whatever. Is that a myth that that's why she's single or not so much? See, I don't think I wouldn't say that's why she's single, because I believe that there is someone out there that would match well with that. But if you see that woman and you instantly are turned off and say, oh, you have too much going on and, you know, I don't want to deal with this, then then, yeah, it's not going to work. But I mean, I've had people tell me like, oh, you need too much time to yourself. You need too much time for these ventures that you're into. And that's that's astonishing to me because I would think that most men appreciate a woman who has her own things going on and and is ambitious. So it's all about the personality that you mesh with. And then, too, I believe when a woman or anyone who finds someone that they're really interested in and really want in their lives, you'll make space for them. Like I'll make room for the right person in my life. It doesn't have to be a deterrent, you know, and it doesn't have to be a hindrance. Well, isn't that the case? People can be so busy. They can be telling everyone who calls them, well, I'm really busy. Call me, you know, like (laughs) three months from now at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. But as soon as they find someone they're into, huge, massive chasms of time open up in their schedule Mm -hmm. to spend time (laughs) together, right? So maybe the myth is that, Single women are just too busy, and that's mm-hmm. why they're single. Absolutely, absolutely, it it is it is a myth. It's one it's one of many. It's one of many because I definitely I'm certain you know that if a single woman, no matter how busy she is or how many other things she has going on in her life, if you if she believes you to be worthwhile and is interested in pursuing you know that relationship, she'll definitely make space for you. Yeah, as long as you become someone who should be prioritized, yes. you know, the time will open up in the schedule, right? Yes, that's the key. That's yeah. the key. So go ahead and give me another example from your book. Give these guys and me also one of the biggest myths about single women. I would say one of the biggest myths may be that a single woman is lonely, I think we associate being alone or being single with lonely, and that's not always the case. Um, Do you have some lonely nights? Yeah, probably, but um, I'm sure there are many that can attest to. Again, even if you're in a relationship, you can come home and sleep in the bed with someone every night and still feel lonely. So that's that's why I say my biggest thing is just not attaching it as a defining characteristic of a single woman. Yeah, some of us may be lonely and some of us aren't. And then some of us are no more lonely than the average person. But I do think that's the biggest one where people just assume that you're over here and you're sad and you're just drinking wine and crying and watching the notebook because you're so lonely. Man, I think if I was lonely, the last thing I would do is watch The Notebook. 
<laughs> I, mean, I think I'd crush a few pints of Ben and Jerry's and go the red wine route and wake up with a hangover before I'd ever watch that when I was lonely. But here's my question. What the hell's wrong with being lonely? Yeah, exactly. That's a human condition, you know, and that's the, that's part of the problem, too. We fight against it. And that's part of the human condition. I guess it doesn't feel good when you're lonely or you're longing for companionship or affection. But so I guess that's why a lot of people avoid it. But it's just like, um, you know, I've read a lot about how we just try to avoid pain and we avoid unpleasant circumstances or things that may not be as welcoming, you know, those types of states. But it's a completely normal human condition and nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I'm not sure guys are going around going, oh, man, look at that hot chick over there. I think I'll ask her out. But, you know, she's single, so she must be lonely, and that's a total deal breaker. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that's something that crosses guys' minds. It may be mm -hmm. something that weighs heavily on single women mm -hmm. themselves, and certainly yeah. single guys. I mean, I know lots of lonely guys, and they mm -hmm. would just love to meet a woman. Perhaps – the problem with that mindset isn't so much that we're projecting it on other people, but when we start feeling it, we feel like we're supposed to feel that. After all, I'm single, therefore I'm alone, therefore I should be feeling lonely. It's almost like mm -hmm. self-projection, right? And that's really mm -hmm. the enemy here, right? Yeah, I definitely think self-projection is is a lot of it. Um, but I I don't think, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think men look at uh, women and say like, oh, she's single. She must be lonely. I want nothing to do with that. I don't think it's a deterrent, so to speak, up front. I think it surfaces more in the approach. You know, like, so when you do approach this woman and you think that she may be lonely, you start to treat her that way or just say weird things like, oh, aren't you scared? Or, oh, you're over there by yourself. You're going to be, I had someone tell me I'm, I'm going to be 50 years old saying the same things that I'm saying now before even asking me like what I was looking for. I hadn't really said anything, but he just assumed because at that time when we met, um, I had been single for, for maybe a year. So he just made all these negative assumptions about how, you know, I'm over here lonely and this is how I'm going to be when I'm 50 without even bothering to, you know, ask what I was looking for or why I've been single or what has happened. But there's this assumption that and then that goes back to the lowering, lowering your standards and and things of that nature, because people just assume that you're lonely and kind of desperate, you know, and you're just you just want a relationship so bad. So I think that's where it's more prevalent as far as others. But you're definitely right. There can be a lot of self projection involved as well. Well, man, how rude that a guy would come up to you and make those assumptions and talk to you. Right, like that. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, he's got some social skill to learn. <laughs> I mean, to go up to a woman and go, hey, you know what? You must be desperate because you're <laughs> single. I mean, how do you even answer that other than to try to keep your composure? Right. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say it exactly that way. <laughs> and, and it was um, and it was through text. We had we'd met online and we were texting, but this was our very first conversation. And he went into that. I'm, I must be looking for the perfect man. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be lonely and I'm going to be saying this when I'm 50. So I think that's where it comes into play, the whole lonely aspect. And then, you know, people think that you're just supposed to jump on the first person that wants to be with you because you're lonely. So I think you get approached a lot that way sometimes when, when that specific assumption is made about you. Well, I mean, let's hear it for actual real conversation over the phone at least, if not in person. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, how many times have people's national relationships been crushed because of misunderstandings over text? Because mm -hmm. you can't read the person's intentions yeah. or really tell what the nonverbal communications would have been. Crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. You can't really get tone, judge tone from text and things like that. But I mean, to answer your question, my response was that he made these assumptions about me based solely on the fact that I was single. You know, I just pointed out that he didn't bother to get to know me or ask me any questions. He was just making these assumptions basically based on his own bias. And of course he didn't see it. And I didn't expect him to, because I think if you approach a woman that when you first meet her, you're not very, you're not very enlightened to begin with. So I didn't expect him to really get it. But um, he did eventually towards the end, eventually he said, you know, you know, you, you may be right. So I think he started to get it a little bit, <laughs> but just that mindset, you know, from the very beginning, you know, it's tough to deal with. Yeah. And a lot of times also, Women don't feel particularly compelled to help us out in being attractive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of our job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the things that you mentioned was, hey, you know what? He didn't even ask me what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I bet you my audience of men collectively cringed when they heard that because <laughs> women seem to love to ask men, what are you looking for? And then we all feel like deer caught in the headlights because we don't know. I mean, we don't even know you yet. I mean, what's the right answer? What's the wrong answer? Uh-huh. Uh, I guess the answer she's got to be looking for, because again, another myth about single women is uh, I got to be looking for a relationship. I want to get married uh-huh. to one great woman within three months. Is that what I'm looking for? Was that the right answer? Do I win the prize? <laughs> What do women actually mean? What are they looking for as it were when they ask us what we're looking for? Because I hear from a lot of guys who are on Bumble, where, of course, once there's a match, the women make the first move in terms of Mm -hmm. a message. And it's one of two things. It's either high, because really they just want the man to make the first move, or that magic phrase, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And guys have no idea how to answer it. And I think a lot of it is driven by the myth I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. which is women just want a husband. They want you to commit Mm -hmm. to them by the second date, or they're not even going to give you a first date. Mm -hmm. So men, instead of saying what they're really looking for, assuming they even know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Are looking for what they think the woman wants to hear instead of being authentic about it. Mm-hmm. Where's the myth there? What is it that guys are misunderstanding there? And how might guys be able to power through the myths that are playing in their head and turn that question into an actual dialogue? Wow, that is a great one. And I can totally see why that may be a tough question um, for men, especially, but everyone, you know, because it, it does feel kind of like a loaded question. It's like, what are you looking oh, you for? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you looking for? Was like, I'm looking for whatever you are, you know, but you, you don't want to say the wrong thing and turn someone off. But I just think it's important to be authentic and to be upfront about what you're looking for. But I would say normally, um, when women ask that question. And to be honest, it's not my favorite question either. I prefer to get to know someone authentically. And I think eventually they'll show you, you know, what they're looking for. You'll find out if you guys are a good match. But I think the biggest thing is to just be authentic about because, yeah, I think a lot of times we don't know what we're looking for and men may not know what they want. I've come across that a lot where you start, they start out thinking they, they're ready for a relationship and then turns out, hey, I'm not. Or maybe they never were. And, you know, and they gave you that impression because, like you said, that's what they thought that the woman wanted to hear. 
that's the biggest thing. It's about what are you looking for from this interaction? What are you looking for on this site? And of course, if you come out and say, hey, I just want to have some one night stands or I'm just looking for sex, you may not get very far, but you would be surprised if you're upfront and honest that you may actually achieve your goal and you won't hurt any feelings in the process and there won't be any misunderstandings because you're upfront about that. And then you meet someone who knows that you're not looking for anything serious or anything long term. And then you don't have to keep up this facade that you are. And maybe you can meet someone who's totally okay with that. And it's, you know, and it's fine with just having a casual relationship that's not very serious. So I think that's the biggest thing that the question is asking. So a woman likes to know what she's getting herself into. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you just trying to date? Do you just want to have fun? Are you just looking for sex? You know? So I think that's the biggest thing. We like to know what we're getting into so we know how to approach the situation and even if it's worthy of our time. Okay, so right on. Let's throw the myths out there on the table. Guys are often assuming when a woman asks that, she's looking for a relationship Mm -hmm. and she's looking for something long-term or she wouldn't be asking that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, maybe not all women are looking for a relationship right now. Exactly. And she may be looking for you know a good time. She may Mm -hmm. be looking to get laid as it were, mm-hmm. because she's just coming off a tough divorce and she wants to stick it to her ex, but she doesn't <laughs> want to go directly and say, Hey, I want to get laid Yeah, because then she doesn't want to get used either. Yeah. Yeah. She wants a guy who's going to be a little dreamy. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily want this to be uh, meaningless. Yeah. So yeah. all those thoughts may be running through a guy's mind or even running through a woman's mind. Is it a myth, first of all, let's just throw it on the table. Is it a myth that women are all looking for a relationship deep down? Even if they say they're not, are they really? Is that a myth? I think that's definitely a myth. And I think it stems from the fact of, like I was saying, we've been taught that women are to aspire to marriage and family. You know, that's something that we're supposed to aspire to, you know, whether overtly or just passively through, you know, movies and media and things like that. We see that women are supposed to aspire to marriage and relationships. So every man immediately thinks that a woman is going to try to tie them down. When in actuality, like you said, maybe I'm like not looking for that either. There have been times in my life where I had so many other things going on that I wasn't ready to commit to a relationship and wasn't really interested in having that take because it takes up a lot of your time in your life. There, so there have been points where I wasn't looking for a relationship, and that's that happens with women. But I do think there is an assumption that every woman, like you said, deep down, wants a relationship. But there's also times where I'm just open to whatever it becomes. If it becomes a relationship, you know, I'd love that. But if it doesn't, I'm open to that as well. So even if a woman isn't overtly only looking for fun, it may also be a situation where she's just open to wherever the interaction goes, but would like to know up front what you're thinking and what you're looking for so that she knows how to approach the situation. Well, let's turn the tables on that myth. Okay. Okay. What if a guy's thinking this woman's single because, well, she's actually kind of slutty. She oh. <laughs> gives it up to a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. That's why she's single. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, you know, I'm not really interested in that. Mm-hmm. Is that a myth also? Uh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard? That one's not in the book, I assume. 
<laughs> it is not. It is not. But I can. But I definitely see where you're coming from because I mean that can be off-putting to some men, a woman who's sexually adventurous. But that goes back to again the double standard because you know a man, it's okay if a man is sexually adventurous and sleeps with a lot of women. He's actually high-fived for that by other men. But it's suspected of a woman that she's not supposed to sleep around, and you label her slutty if she does, you know. But for a man, oh, a man's just being a man. So I think that's the biggest issue. But again, I think it just goes back to it's not a defining quality or a reason that you can say that someone is single. If a woman does sleep around with a lot of men and you want to say that's why she's single, well, then maybe she's choosing to be single because she wants to sleep with a lot of men. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be considered a negative or a slight against her. And you look at her and say, well, that's why you're single, because, you know, you're a slut. You know, maybe she's maybe that's the life that she chooses to lead. And, and that's fine, like to say that she's single because of that reason, you know, or maybe that's her choice. I think that's the biggest thing. Well, you brought up that there's a double standard there. And of course, I agree, as listeners to this show know, since we've brought it up a number of times here. Mm-hmm. Do you sense there's a societal shift going on there, that it's okay more recently than in years past for women to be more sexually active and open about it? Yeah, I think it's more okay. And it's becoming more and more okay than it was in the past, just because we have so many um, movements with women who are coming out and saying like, hey, I'm a woman, and I don't want to have kids, or I don't want to do XYZ. And I don't want to fit into society's mode of what a woman should be. So I think it's definitely changing. I think the overall sentiment is changing. Is it changing among men is the question for me. Like, yeah, we can tell you all day that uh, we don't have to do this and that and you start to perceive that that's how we perceive ourselves now. But do you still care because of, you know, the historical gender roles and societal perception? Do you still care about, you know, the typical role of a woman and how this image of how you think that she's supposed to be? Somewhere in there is a book idea for dispelling the top 10 myths of single men. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. A lot of guys also may think, okay, this woman is single. She's going to try to get me to buy her stuff. She mm-hmm. just wants my money. She's some sort of gold digger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually another myth in the book called that does not mean high maintenance. So you think that this woman wants too much and maybe that's why she's single because like you said, oh, she just wants a man to take her out and buy her things and, you know, I'm going to go broke trying to please her. Especially if you look at the woman and you find her, you know, attractive and you know that she can, she has no trouble getting men. Well, then you start to think like, okay, she must just want too much of these men, you know? And I think that's, I think that can be a a real fear because, I mean, to say that there are no women out here who approach relationships this way would be false. You know, I'm sure there's women who honestly sometimes may use guys to get things and to be taken on dates and to be treated to shopping sprees and things of that nature. And that may turn you off. So it's definitely a real issue. But again, like I said, I just think Sometimes you will look at a single woman and say, okay, well, that must be it. She wants too much and, you know, she's going to expect me to spend all this money. But my biggest thing, like I just keep trying to reiterate, would be to just give it a chance, give her a chance, like actually put in the effort to actually get to know her and see if that's what she wants. But if you go on with that perception and that mentality, then whatever she does is going to fit into this preconceived notion that you already have. 
Right, right. It's when we judge them up front without ever giving them a chance that Mm -hmm. we're falling for the myths that are playing in our own mind. Yes, exactly. Definitely. Well, what a wonderful conversation, Akami. I think a lot of these guys are going to be very curious to see what else is in your book. So what I want to do is I want to send guys to www.mountaintoppodcast.com front slash single. S-I-N-G-L-E. Guess what? We've never done that before. <laughs> and you'll be able to get your hands on Akamia Deadweiler's book. Single that, dispelling the top 10 myths of the single woman, and you'll be able to grab your copy on Amazon. And also, I'm going to put it in the Amazon Influencer page for you right near the top. So if you go there, you can not only check out Akamia's book, you can check out all the books from our other previous guests as well. Akamia, you're so charming, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come visit with us on the show. I think it's been a fantastic conversation that guys will really appreciate. I think so, too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be able to discuss the topic with you know a, a male audience. I think that's that's great. That's part of the process. Yeah. And even though your book is written for women, I think uh, in many ways, it might even be more valuable for the male audience. So uh, fantastic. I definitely agree. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. And guys, if you have not yet visited www.mountaintoppodcast.com, you can talk to me free for 25 minutes about whatever's on your mind. If you've been considering hiring a coach and you resonate with the subject matter of this show and how we approach it, then go ahead and give me a call. Get on my calendar and let's discuss what you've got going on, what your goals are, and how to get you there as quickly as possible. All that along with transcripts, show notes, pictures of our guests, links to free special reports, and of course, a way to get on my newsletter, which comes to you free every day, is all there for you at www.mountaintoppodcast.com. And until I talk to you again on the next episode, this is Scott McKay from X and Y Communications in San Antonio, Texas. Be good out there. The Mountaintop Podcast is produced by X and Y Communications. All rights reserved worldwide. Be sure to visit www.mountaintoppodcast.com for show notes. And while you're there, sign up for the free X and Y Communications newsletter for men. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the Mountaintop Podcast.